Y'all are now tuning into your new favorite podcast, The Rosie Perspective. I'm your host, Rosie. I want y'all to get ready for some laughter, good times, great conversation, new perspective. Of course, we got to throw in some explicit content. Overall, dope vibes. Now let's get into it. Hey, it's your girl, Rosie. I'm back with another episode of The Rosie Perspective. On today's episode, I have two dope moms, Erin and Alicia from the Dope Moms Unfiltered Podcast. Hey! (laughs) So glad to finally have y'all on. We a few few East Coast shorties, because y'all in Connecticut, I'm in Massachusetts. Yes! Yes! All right, so um, before we get started, I wanted y'all to give like a little intro to the listeners about y'all podcast, how y'all got started, and uh, just a little background info. Yeah, so Dope Moms Unfiltered is a podcast uh, between two best friends, moms, uh, co-parents, wife. I mean, we got a plethora of identities, but really what we just do is we really want to create and take up space for women of color to have real, raw, authentic conversations about everything and anything. Like there's nothing that we're not, like that we're too afraid to touch or talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we talk about it all. It's either on a, you know, a Thursday thoughts with Dope Moms Unfiltered, you know, when we go live on Instagram yes. or if it's an episode that we're dropping. So um, we kind of talk about a little bit about everything. Yes, y'all do. <laughs> <laughs> always, always. Is there anything else you wanted to add, Erin, or Alicia pretty much covered it? No, she covered it, but pretty much Dope Moms Unfiltered kind of started during the beginning of the pandemic, and um, Alicia and I are so used to being each other's spaces, being at each other's houses, being able to go out, do all these things. Our kids are very close. Our families are close. And so when the pandemic kind of happened, it was kind of like, oh my God, we're not going to be able to see each other. We're not going to be able to literally be how we are and be able to hug each other and be us. And for us, that was really, really rough. And I know Alicia posted something on Facebook one time and she really struggled with, um, with that information when it first came out and she shared it and she got a lot of feedback from it. And it was a lot of people really reaching out and saying, listen, I hear you. I'm here with you. It's, it's, it's hard for me too. And so, um, when all of that kind of happened, Alicia and I spoke and then we started pretty much mom's time to unwind. So moms can kind of come in and kind of just have some time to just literally sip a glass of wine, take some shots, do whatever you had to do to kind of (laughs) talk about some stuff and kind of unload, right? Instead of holding everything in, there's a lot Uh of information. There's a lot of stressors that come with it. Being a parent, being a parent in a pandemic, not having certain time. So um, that was created. And then right after that was like, all right, let's start a podcast because we have a lot of things that we want to talk about and we can stay really connected and a lot of followers. So that's kind of how it all kind of unfolded. No, I like it. Yeah. One day I swear I was on Instagram and y'all popped up and next thing you know, y'all were fucking everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everywhere. They're like, hey, you're going to be on this live. Oh, shout out to Do- um, Dope Moms Unfiltered. Here. <laughs> and it's good you know, because everybody was like, that's how you get into like the quote-unquote podcast community when we support each other because it's like you're under the radar until you aren't it just takes that one share from someone to share and someone's like oh shit let me check them out next thing you know you were part of a community and you're like oh my god how did I get here this is so cool (laughs) it was it was so dope and it was it all started because of um you know school and and when he did the awards and stuff right and so a 
um, one of my sorority sisters had tagged our podcast, like when, she, like they were just like, you know, put Loaded. down your favorite podcast, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, and her, she has a podcast, um, Somebody's Mama. And so she had um, tagged us and I was like, oh, like, thank you. That was so sweet. Not thinking that not much was going to happen because like, we're still very new. And then like, as we were going and then we like got top five and then like, or like top 10 and then they went to top five. And I was like, oh shit, like, wait a minute, hold on, hold on. That's and when I started connecting with so many people. Tagged, that's when I was like, oh, let me check them out because I had it come across y'all page. And then once you guys did get um tagged, I was like, oh, let me check them out. And then I'm like, oh, let me follow them. So yeah, that's how I found you guys. And it was so cool. Cause like everybody was so like welcoming and like, you know, just the podcast community and the people that we've interacted with, you know, just like the love was like unconditional. Like it was so dope. Yeah. So I was like, oh, we're, and that's how we vibe. Like we, that's the love, like we share the same love that we get. That's just how we are. Yeah. And so we're like, you know, I'm always tagging people and, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. Cause it's just what it is. Like support. No, I know what you mean. I love to see it. That's the same here. Mm-hmm. So I definitely enjoy y'all podcast. And I like that, you know, it's a, a mommy podcast. Granted, you guys talk about relationships and talk about co-parenting. It's not just like mother, 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 mother. But, yeah, you right. know, we are moms and people feel like, you know, you're, you don't have the right to feel X, Y, Z because you chose to have a kid. Okay, right. to some degree, I get it. And to some degree, I'm like, All right, let me tell you, say here, partner, like, right. I, right. I do how I do it. So, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I had recently seen a post before we get started where it's like, um, I can't really remember. I should have screenshot it, but basically it's like when people are like, oh, um, if a mom is tired, it's like you almost have no say in saying, oh, I'm tired today or whatever. It's like, okay, but you chose to have a kid deal with it. Like, hold on, we're human. Like, I get it, but damn, like, I'm going to be tired. You know what I'm saying? So- <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh-uh. And that's like, that's like one of the big parts. Yes, that's like yeah. one of the big parts, right? It's like that we're yes, we're a mom, but we have so many different identities that intersect that create who we are. So it's like, yeah, I'm a mom, but I'm also a professional. I'm also in a sorority. I'm also I like I have all these other pieces of who I am. Yeah, I'm not just a mom, and that's like what we also highlight on the podcast too. Like we're yes, we're moms, but that's not the only identity that we have. We got to make sure that we're you know taking care of ourselves, like mental health and all that stuff, but also like investing in us and the things that we like to do. Yeah, but and I agree because a lot of moms for us, how old are your children, Alicia? Or child? I don't know if you have one, two. I have two. So my oldest is five, that's Madison, and then the youngest is two, Olivia. How about you, Erin? Uh I have one. Jalen is seven. Oh, okay. All right. And my son, he's about to be 12. Um, and you know, when I had him, I was 21, and um, a lot of my friends most of them didn't have children so you know they was out here living their best lives and I was trying to you know I was trying to balance but I definitely had to cut back because I'm a mom now and fast forward now that my son's almost 12 a lot of them popping out babies in the arms. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know I'm about to have a preteen but I I say that to say that um although to us it sounds like okay, we got to make sure that we still have our lives. I still have a lot of friends now that are feeling the way that I once felt. So it is important for more moms to hear it. Like it's okay to go out and enjoy yourself. It's okay to go on vacation, but they feel guilty about it. Like, but I feel like I'm neglecting my kid or I'm like, but you not though. And I did it, but I'm like- 11 years in, about to be 12 years in. I'm like, bitch, go on that vacay, okay? You need it. It's strongly encouraged. You need it before you lose your damn mind. Like, you need that time to just not have to be in mommy mode. You need it. Yeah. 
And I feel like it allows you to be your better self, which you could be a, a better mom because a lot of people can't really, if that's all you think you have to do is be a mom, be a mom, you gonna drive yourself insane, okay? No. <laughs> right. no. Yes. And, then, and then once your kid is older and out the house, now what do you have? Yeah. Because all you've been, you know, diving all like or giving all your time and energy and focus only to your child, which is nice, right? But then you did nothing for you. Yeah. Right. So like what what are your interests? You don't even know at this point yeah. because you've been taking care of a kid for 18 years and now they're up at college <laughs> or out of the house. And now what are you doing? Empty nested. You're right. You know what I mean? So it's like you gotta make sure you take care of yourself and you you dive or give back to yourself. I don't know why I keep saying dive. You need to <laughs> give to yourself. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's just a balance. You just have to learn your balance, but just know it's okay to have a girl's night or to have a self-care day or to go on a vacation. Like, it's okay. So I do want more moms to like feel that way. Um, all right, so the first topic that I wanted to get into was, um, let me find it. And then I found a post, which was true. So I wanted to start off with what do you both consider a single mom? Um, and if a dad is around, but doesn't live with the child, is the mom considered a single mother? And then before we answer that, I had someone post um, a single parent and a parent that is single are not the same thing. So it seems to be this thing that I usually see on social media, typically Twitter, where people, some even people I know are like, yeah, I'm a single mom. And I'm like, your child's father is active as fuck. Like, why do you keep mm -hmm. calling yourself a single mom? So I'll start with you, Alicia. Do To you, as a single mom, like literally the dad's not involved or do you consider if the parents aren't together that she would be a single mom? I mean, I think what, so like for me, when people pose that question, not necessarily you, but like just in general, because you said you saw a post, like are they referring to their like being in a relationship and that's why they're considering themselves a single mom or are they saying they're a single mom because they're the only person taking care of the child you know like when the person is saying like I'm a single mom but however you worded that you get what I'm saying based on when I've seen it I don't think it's a matter of like not being in a relationship I think as far as like responsibility and I don't know everybody but some people that I do know I'm like the child's father is active like the child goes with their dad every every other weekend or it's split custody so I don't understand what what that means like so I was just curious if you've seen it that way as well or if you see it a little bit my way because for me, I think a single mom is someone that the dad's just not there. That's it. Mm -hmm. I think you're a single mom. That makes mom. sense. Right, right. That mean, I mean, it makes sense to see it that way. Excuse me. Um, Like if the parent, for them to, as long as the father's in the, in the picture and helping, but I think it also depends on like the woman and how she's like, what does she need to be considered? Like, what does she need as a woman or as a mom, as a parent, co-parent to not feel like she's a single mom, right? So is it like, do you need, or are you, are you saying that you want the father to be more involved because he's not, or you're happy that he's involved, but you want to, you, you want to be with the father or do you know what I'm saying? Like where, what does that mean for you as a person? I think everybody in like interprets it differently and me not being a single mom, I'm like, cause I'm, I'm married with my like cousin. Right. So I feel like for me, it's different because I haven't been in, in those shoes. Like I haven't experienced that to be like, Oh, this is what it is. This is what you are. Yeah. This is what you are. Cause like, I'm not, I'm not a single mom. I'm a yeah, married yeah. mama too. So like, I kind of feel like I can't really say, do you know what I'm saying? Like, right, so like I'm I don't want to do this stuff. <laughs> no, no, I get what you're saying. Um, I'm going to ask a question, a scenario, but I'll let Erin answer first and then we'll see. So Erin, based on what I've said, do you feel like someone that has the father around 
um, and he has like partial custody or he takes a child every other weekend, would you consider her a single mom or do you see it differently? So I see both sides. I really do. Um, I can understand both sides. Um, I'm not married. Uh, me and my son's father, um, we had a really different type of relationship. We at one point were we're not the relationship that we are at now where we can communicate, we can be, you know, dealing with our son and being able to share things responsibly, communicate about what is needed for our child. We, we didn't always have that type of relationship. So at one point, did I consider myself a single mom and him a single dad? Because we were not communicating. We did not know who was doing what. We just know that what you were doing is I had my son on my days. You had our son on the other days. That was it. So okay. if I don't know what you're doing, you could be you know, some, some relationship or somebody, I'm not saying my situation, but somebody could be like, even if you have them on those weekends, they're not seeing them. They're not spending that time, but then they come over here. I have bills. I'm paying the phone. I'm paying the, I'm paying my car. I'm paying my, this and my, that. And they're not contributing to that. So I have a roof over my head for my child. They're not contributing that. Okay, um, you know what I mean? So I understand both spots of not being in a relationship versus being a single parent. I, I understand both sides. So um, people have called me like single mom at one point. Um, I consider myself being in a co-parent relationship mm -hmm. right now. We really are working on trying to figure out what's best for our son. And we had to do a lot of work to get there. So um, I understand both sides. I mean, I think um, you bring up a great point. I don't think I thought of it that way, I guess. But mm -hmm. like you saying, um, you know, maybe the dad does his part, but the mom is primarily primarily so roof and yeah. school and yeah, okay. this and that and dropping off and picking up and making all those decisions like yes then at that point yes I am a single mom because I'm providing for my son that I know exactly what is going on or my child my daughter my whatever and that other parent is doing what they have to do but I don't know what they're doing they could yeah, yeah, yeah. not be contributing like I am so regardless yeah, yeah. of them being in the life or there are parents out there and I have seen because you know working in the child care system is that yeah the dad the dad could be or the other parent could be involved but they're not a positive role model they're not positively contributing to that child's yeah, life sure. so they could be involved but they're not contributing anything positive to the outcome so are you really saying that you're that that dad that's holding them down or that mom that's really holding them down but you're really not like there's yeah, yeah. there's I think it's it's a broad topic and there's so many avenues that you can dive down so I don't bash either side at one point I have considered myself a single mom because and Alicia knows my you know my situation and what's kind of going on and right now I I'm so grateful for me and my son's father to really be on the path that we are on where we are literally both hustling we both work two jobs like he has his home he has his stuff going on I have mine I'm working two jobs we have this going like like we have a different type of situation so I'm, I'm very grateful for that but it never it wasn't always like that it was no, not I can good. imagine that the mm -hmm. hardest thing is co-parenting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the thought process are, are different sometimes. And yep. the thing is, I don't like, so I'm glad that you made all the points that you did make, Erin, make, because even for me, that sheds a different light on it. Because for me, I'm like, the fuck, like, if your dad's, if that dad's around, then you're not a single mom. But you're right. If it's primarily the mom and the dad dibbles and dabbles, that's different. Uh, I'm going to make a point, but real quick, let's say someone has basically 50-50% custody, like uh, the dad has everything at the house, everything um, the child needs, and vice versa. Would you consider her a single mom? If you had a friend and you knew, like, the child's father was very active, he did his part, he, um, you know, half on um, activities or... Um, 
games that they they do baseball soccer whatever the case is um providing would you consider and she calls herself a single mom would you argue against it i mean she could feel how she wants so i don't want to say argue against it i probably shouldn't use that but would you kind of be like well you're not really a single mom kind of because one a dad that's actually doing like more than the typical dad does would you consider her a single mom erin hmm and I know it's subjective to the individual. Right, you know what I mean? And it's, I think that's more co-parenting, right? Like at one, and that's what I'm looking at it from like my perspective, because I was there. I've been in both situations in both, I feel, avenues. So I feel like at one point I was single mom, single parent. Mm-hmm. Um, now I consider my status more co-parenting because it is holistically 50 50 it is holistically i see it i can understand i know that it is like everything is split down the middle i you know what i mean where in the past like it could you could say that it is 50 50 the time is 50 50 but is my is that person's child really taking the time to be 50 50 with them Mm -hmm. for all you know that time that's split and you're doing whatever they could be out chilling, doing whatever they want to do and dropping them off at somebody's house. Are you really contributing 50-50? It's not just monetary. It's, it's, there's a lot more, there's emotional that comes with there. There's like taking them out, doing stuff, learning, teaching, being a mentor, being that father, being that yeah, mother right. that you need to be. So um, I see, again, I see both sides, but if in my situation, I don't ever want to bash nobody else's situation, mm-hmm. but speaking from my perspective, my shoes is that I've been in both sides, but when my son's father and I really sat down and we communicated and I could see that everything was 50-50, the time spent was 50-50, you're picking them up after school, I'm dropping yeah. them off, we have certain days, you're taking them out, he has basketball on certain days, we're both going, we're both splitting that cost, we're splitting the cost of this, we're splitting the cost of that, like, you know what I mean, if he needs yeah. um, lunch, lunch money, it's, we have an account, we made the account and the money is going in it, you can see it when he's spending that's it, awesome. like, that's, that's- and we had to get to that point. Was it always this? Like I said, hell to the no. It was very difficult. It was really yeah. hard. And everybody know, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> no. so I'm glad you guys are there. That is so important because this is like a lifetime thing. It's not, okay, it's going to change overnight. Some people can get there. Shout out to you. Some people cannot. Shout out to me. Uh, so, you know, I commend. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. So mm-hmm. I commend y'all that could do it because it, it is the most important thing, you know? And um, so I'm going to ask a question and um, I thought about it. I don't know my answer yet. So I'm going to think as I ask y'all. So, <laughs> so what are your thoughts on, I've seen this as well. One parent decides to do a uh, set activity with one child and they feel like the father should go half. Um, but it was one parent's decision kind of like, oh, I want, let's say, let's use example basketball league. I want to put him in a basketball league. The league costs $600. Now the mom thinks it's a great idea, but she kind of demands or vice versa or the dad that the other parent go half, but they're kind of like, well, you decided you wanted to put him in this specific league. Like why do I have to be responsible for going half or, um, even going to like an amusement park. I don't know. I, I think, I don't know if I was listening to something or I seen it and I'm like, I kind of get what they mean. Like you chose this $600 thing. Maybe I didn't have it. You know what I'm saying? But you've decided that you want to enroll him or her in that. So what's your thought, Alicia? Do you think uh, him or her should just pay for it? Or you think the other parents should agree to go half because the child is both of theirs? 
Right. The child definitely is both there. So it's, it's both of their responsibility. I think the biggest part here is a lack of communication, because if they're not if they're not communicating with the parent, the well, co-parent, the other parent, whatever, if they're not communicating with them, I think it's not unfair. But you can't also assume because you don't know their financial situation necessarily. You could think you do or you might. I don't, I don't know. At the end <laughs> of the day, though, I think that you need to ask is like the kid, like, is this really what you want to do? If this is something that they're really interested in and they really, really want to do, and it's not just like mom just throwing them into something to keep them or dad just throwing them into something to keep them busy and they're not even really interested or passionate. Because again, it comes back down to the kids. So if the kid really loves basketball, kid really, really wants to do it, then I think at that point, both parents are going to have to figure out some way or another to get the $600 to get the kids <laughs> to do it because they want to do it. So yeah. we got to figure out what that's going to look like. Do you know what I'm saying? And no, I feel I like it, it goes back to like when um, Aaron had said that point you said when you first asked your very first question and Aaron was like about, you know, is a person single or not? If they're not communicating and they're not sharing that responsibility of decision-making of all that stuff, like if they're not communicating, then you kind of are that single parent. So it's like, you're, you're, you're doing it all by yourself. So no, communication is big. Like you got to be able to be like, yo, junior wants to do basketball right or little Susie wants to do basketball she loves basketball we gotta figure out how we're gonna make this work I agree with you I think that would be simply put I mean that's for two people that that are for the most part are civilized sometimes that other yeah. person is not no so right. they'd be like well I ain't putting him in 600 and it may be a great leap for him and junior wants to do it but you know what I'm saying you don't feel like you should pay for it because you're mad that the mom or the dad didn't communicate you know because right. some some parents will enroll a kid in something and then tell the other parent, like, you owe me half. Okay, you can't do that either. Like, you need to speak yeah. about it, like you said, Alicia, right. in advance. And you decide how we gonna come up with this 600. You right. know, and if you ain't got it right now, maybe I could put four and you could put two. And then, you know, when he needs jerseys or extra sneakers or something, you can pay for that because you yeah. Give the full amount. So you definitely, I mean, child, I'm thinking from a reasonable standpoint. I know it sounds good on the podcast. Right, right, right. But in real life, it ain't that, it ain't that super easy at all. Erin, what are your thoughts about um, I guess the scenario I just gave? Do you feel like Alicia and I where it should be communicated prior to you enrolling the child? Yeah, I definitely think it should be communicated prior to 100%. Communication is key, especially when you're dealing with any children and parents, right? It's the well-being of the child. Do I feel that maybe my child, $600 for a camp, that's kind of steep. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm like, I'm thinking, what, $50? There's like $100 camps around. So for me, work with me here. I, it's a, I was like, I was like, oh my God, where are they sending this baby boy to camp? Oh. But what I would suggest, right, is if that's the best camp for them, then there needs to be some type of communication again with the mom and dad. If sure, there's sure. a solution, if I'm going to say, listen, no, that he can't go to camp or listen, I don't really got that $600. Why don't we look elsewhere and see if maybe this camp could start off and we could see if this may work and see if he even likes it to see if this is the thing, if they're established and this is like the best camp for them. Okay. We got to figure out how it's going to work. I don't have, the, I would say, listen, I don't have that 600 or I don't have that $300. Like, so what are we going to do? We got to come up with some type of solution. I'm not just going to say off bat, like, oh no, he can't go unless I'm coming with a solution. I'm always going to come with a solution. Mm -hmm. I don't ever want to be that parent to be like, uh, no. Yeah, you're right. What? No, right. Solution will be good. You're right. Maybe a camp that's not as expensive. Try a different camp first uh -huh. off. See if he even likes it. Because what happens if he flakes halfway through? I'm going to be pissed that my $300 is going to go to waste. And you, you know them. Listen, I'm going to tell you something right now. We, 
we put Jalen in a soccer little thing and he didn't even want to do half of it. Right. Like, you know what I mean? It wasn't expensive. Thank God, because we're, he's just starting off figuring out what he likes, Yeah. but say like the kid is 14, 15, 16, and that's their sport. And it's $600. Like I would see like, okay, you know what? Like this is going to help him in high school and it's going to get him that like you know what I mean yeah, so no, I, I would not. understand that right. but at seven years old I'm not putting my son in no yeah. 600 dollars camp I'm Girl, telling you I, that. Had, uh, I mean I'm saying because I'm a little I'm a lot frugal I mean I swear what I did then <laughs> you know but certain things I'm like hell not and you're right Alicia because they will mess around and be like no like I put my son in basketball leagues for the most part he loves basketball but at the time he's doing the league, you know, he's strolling, uh, run. Why are you strolling, dragging your feet? He's not into it. <laughs> Listen, you got to participate. And he's kind of like, I don't feel like it today. I'm like, but my money does. You're participating today. Right. Cause so it's not just it, at camp. I need too. every penny worth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's not just at camp. Cause then you got to think if it's basketball, you got to think jersey, you got to think sneakers. You got to think stuff right, that comes right. with it. What calls anything, you know what I mean? Travel. Like, so if I don't have that $600, I'm going to communicate, hey, listen, I don't got that money. I was like, I'm not, if you want to enroll him, you have my blessing. I will give you what I can. If okay. you still feel that you want to do that, that's on you. I'm trying my best, yeah. but there's another yeah. camp that we can see if he would like, if um, we want to put him in this, let's start him off. It's maybe, this is a hundred dollars. It'd be $50 for you, $50 for me, see if he likes it. If not, then maybe next year, let's see if we can do the $600 yeah, camp and invest that way. That's a lot. No, that's definitely a good idea. And if you know that you are dealing with an ain't shit parent, like if you know that you're dealing with like your other half or the other half of your child's whatever, their father, mother, whomever, if you know that you're dealing with an ain't shit parent that complains all the time about money and doesn't communicate or like always gives you the runaround, then we then you automatically know like it's gonna be an issue. So you have to come up with another like you gotta come up with a backup plan and some other you know. Or you you know this dude is or this person is. Or you gonna just have right. to listen, right? But if you know this, if you know this is who you're dealing with, you like because you said all situations aren't peaches and cream, right? Like everybody can't communicate and and all that stuff. So if you know this, then we're gonna have to figure out. We're gonna have to figure out something. Like yeah, if it's gonna come up the child, I don't know. Like whatever, you gotta figure something out. But if you know this, then you also gotta be prepared to come to bat with some more. Like all right, if you can't do this, then this is what we're gonna have to do. Or yeah, you know some oh, backup plans as Some well. Time. Yeah, so the kid could definitely be able to still get what they, you know, want to do, even if it's a different camp until next year, because we got to save, because sometimes it'd be like that. So speaking of uh, not so good communication, so I don't seen this a lot of times as well, this topic, this conversation. So I definitely need dope mom's opinions on it. Okay. So I've seen men and women argue, and I'm gonna look for the post while you guys um, get into the topic. And it's a matter of, okay, a woman's pregnant. The dude doesn't think she should have the baby. She wants to keep the baby. I've seen men and women say she should just accept the fact that if she's a single mom, that that's just what it is because she knew that he didn't want to have the child. For me, I don't agree with that. I get it. Like, okay, he said he wasn't going to be there. You decided to keep your kid. But to make it seem like, oh, well, well, she should just accept it because she knew. I think they both knew while they were fucking that there's a possibility that she could have a baby. So, and then to see other women talking about, well, oh, well, she knew that he didn't want to have the baby. So she, I'm just like, okay, I don't understand it. So, okay, Erin and Alicia both are like, hold the fuck up. So, (laughs) 
Erin, I'll start with you. She got her finger up. Yes, do tell Erin. What? Okay, first off, the people that were telling her all that junk and mess, shame on you, right? Mm -hmm. Because yes. at the end of the day, it takes two to create a baby. I didn't hop on the top. I, you didn't, you, you, no, I didn't do this by myself, right? At the end of the day, it takes two to tango. Two people made that baby. Yes, it is going to be up to me to figure out if I want to keep that baby or not. And if that other person decides to not want to be involved, okay. And at the end of the day, if I still want to go through that process, great. But that parent, even though they don't want to be involved, still has a responsibility as a parent to provide for that child. You don't have to be involved and you don't want to be, that's fine. So you can go to the court, you can handle it that way and figure out, you don't have to be involved. You don't have to share your time. I got this, but oh, you, 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 we both did this together. And if you feel like you can't be involved, you can't do whatever. There's a way that he's going to need my, my child, our child, him, her are going to need some things that I may not be able to provide solely for myself. Correct. by myself. So I think that that's the avenue that you go, that you can go. I'm not going to say that you should go, but that you can go so that your child is taken care of. And it is still their responsibility to still provide for a child that they help create, that they still don't want to be in that person's life. No, I agree with you. So I found, um, I found the post. Well, I found one, it was like a thread and I said, I was going to, uh, save it. Um, but I took a screenshot of part of it. Um, but I ain't going back to try to find it because Twitter, once it's gone, it's the fuck gone unless you save this. So <laughs> um, one of the girls has said, right, I'm talking about if a man doesn't have, doesn't want to have a baby, but the woman does, he can't put his nut in her and then say have an abortion because if he didn't want to, he should have prevented from getting there. And this other woman responded to that woman and said, I don't have enough characters for my stance on women who insist on having a baby by a man who doesn't want to be a father. But I hear you. If I were a man, I definitely wouldn't even risk it. So the first part of her thing basically is saying like, oh, I don't have it for women who insist on having a baby. Like, okay. I, I know when how women like make it seem like oh you insisted on having his listen the baby's already here in my belly so right. I now have to make a decision so when you say insist on having like do you guys know like that some women don't even know if they can't have a child now they get pregnant you think because he doesn't want to right. be a father they should just get rid of the baby some um some want a baby or they don't know if you know if they'll ever be able to have another one for whatever reason, it could be medically, it could be whatever. Right. Some just decided that I don't believe in abortion and I feel like it's right. Abortion. So for the women saying like, oh, I can't even like, y'all are insisting on having, like, like it's nothing, like it's a nothing. Like, and it, it just drives right. me crazy. So Alicia, thoughts? Listen, first of all, I echo everything that both of y'all just said times 5,000 because at the end of the day, two people laid in that bed, two people had sex and you could have had sex and had a condom on, but you chose not to. So therefore understanding what you did, anything that happens after that point, you are also responsible for. Cause at the end of the day, a woman can't get pregnant by another woman. All right. A, a woman is getting pregnant by a man. So if you are, unless, you know, you do insemination and all that other shit, but I'm not going there. What I'm talking about is <laughs> if you get, if you laying down in the bed with a man and then you get pregnant, it's both of your responsibilities at the end of the day. And like Erin said, yeah, you could go to the courts, you could, you know, dissolve your parental rights and stuff with that, with that child, if that's what you want to do. But you're still like, if, unless you do that, you're still tied to that child because you decided to lay down. And mm -hmm. I get, you know, we get hot in the moment and you just can't, but you're going to have to control yourself because that 60 seconds of pleasure is 18 years 
years and a lifetime of responsibility that you can't just give up because you decide, oh, you know what? The sex was good that night, but it's not, it's not good enough for me to want to be in this child's life. Like you need to hold up, pump your brakes. And for the women who are over there bashing women who find themselves in this predicament, I feel like it's just a, an amount of privilege that's, a, that's attached to that because they haven't had to experience that situation. Like you're privileged enough to not have been in that situation, right? But that don't give you the right to like talk down to a woman who did find herself in that situation because at the end of the day, you wasn't in the bed with them. You don't know yeah. what the conversation was. He could have kiki-keyed all up in her ear, made her feel like the best, most beautiful woman in the world, best poom-poom, everything was great. And then all of a sudden she gets right. pregnant and now it's like, oh, no, 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 no. No, bro, that's not how it works. Um, right. And the woman is the one that's responsible for carrying that child. Her life is at risk being a woman of color and going to give birth. You, you are three times more likely to die as opposed to a white woman. So you're putting all your life at, at, on, like, on, you know, on the line and all that stuff. And then not to, you know, not to mention all the responsibilities that come afterwards. And yeah, all he yeah. did was lay down in the bed, put his penis inside you, have sex, not get you pregnant. And we think he off the hook? Nah, sis. That's not, it's not working like that. Like, no, at all. No. You're right. You speaking all facts, girl. I'm telling you, like, uh, yup, yup. <laughs> and we yep. gotta remember too. We gotta remember too. That child didn't ask to be in this yeah. world, right? right? So it has nothing to do with being in the child's life. If you don't want to be in my life, that's fine. We don't right. need right. to be together. You don't need to be with me. But we created a child, so we need to be able to, as adults, be able to provide and be responsible adults for this child, the child's well-being, right? I think that gets really. Um, misconstrued when people are saying oh why would you have the baby if they don't want to be no they that that person probably doesn't even want to be with you yeah, yeah and they're, yeah. they're trying to be used the child oh no they, they don't want to be in the child's life no they probably don't want to be with you they, right. they, they probably don't okay yeah. and that's fine you don't need right. to be with me but at the end of the day this child needs to be taken care of and if we try, decided to bring this child into this world or i did i didn't create the child by myself there needs to be some type of responsibility for that child not for no, me for that child i definitely agree i do agree and of course some people may hear this and obviously we're talking from the standpoint that we're talking but there are other circumstances where you know there are women that trap dudes or whatever the case is there's different situations but for the most part even trapping i mean unless she took extra measures to like tell you she's on birth control, but she's not and she's being shady because there are fucked up situations. Therefore, I'm not saying he still doesn't have to be responsible because guess what? The child's here. Like you still are the dad. Like, so whether or not she trapped you, it's fucked up. But again, the child didn't have to be here. But we're right. talking about like circumstances where two people decided, okay, we're going to have uh, unprotected sex and then a baby pops up or someone ends up, well, not someone, the woman ends up pregnant and the guy's like, oh my God, that's crazy. So what are you going to do? And she she decides to keep it and you're like yeah i don't think that's a good idea well guess what um it's a, woman, it's a woman's body she has the last say you should have thought that uh, thought about that a little harder right so, i don't know i just feel like i don't know and, and for the most part dudes do get away with it like they're just like okay no not dealing with it i'm just gonna pretend it's not a thing and it doesn't exist and it's like okay and um moms make it happen single moms they make it happen they do what they gotta do they have support systems they don't have support systems some of them but they make it do what it do and they call it a day but for people to say like oh she insisted on having his kid even if he said he didn't want it yeah he said that but his actions said otherwise so right. Uh, thank you, but no thank you for your opinion because I don't think that's how it works. But, you know, um, so that's how I feel about that situation. Um, and now for a quick commercial break. We'll be right back, y'all. Hustle. 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 Some people are born with it. 
and others have an ambition that drives them to develop it. Becoming a business mogul doesn't just happen overnight. It happens over time. It's a choice. A choice made every day once you open your eyes and start your day. Discipline, determination, and perseverance are also key qualities one must have on the journey to being all you can be. Start your day right and make the right choice. Light up and stay lifted with Lifted Smoking Goods. All right, ladies. So the last topic I wanted to talk about was um, what are your thoughts about being a super overprotective parent? Do you think it works? Do you think it causes more harm than good? Um, I've been a parent now for almost 12 years. I'm not okay. I mean, I'm protective in a sense. Like you can go outside, but you can't go too far where I can't see you. Like, but I let you live. Like, can you, um, I don't want him to be on social media. Like certain things I, I don't want just because I see how it can affect like all the likes and all these things like that impacts children where they feel less than and I don't feel like maybe you're mentally ready yet, you know? So once you, you are there for me, I feel like, okay, cool. But as far as like right now, he doesn't go anywhere unless I'm bringing him. Um, so I only have a certain range of opinion on it and you may as well, because we have like children that aren't old enough to do their own thing but even so I told him when he's like 17 I'm gonna bring him anywhere he wants to go I'll pick him up he's like but you're not though but I am because I'm, I'm gonna be that parent like yo where y'all want to go I'll drop y'all off and I'm sure they don't want me there but I feel like you should let me drop you off and pick you up everywhere but I, I'm holding on to that for now but I know once he gets to an age he go like nah so um but overall for overprotective parents I don't feel like it works like that. Like, I get that they try, but one for boys, I feel like it makes them want to do extra stuff that they they're not able to do because you're so protective. It's it's weird. And like for women, we know like girls, like like you know, I'm gonna use church because that's mostly yeah. When they get outside, they be outside, you know, because (laughs) much that when they get out versus letting your children not explore too much, but a little bit. My parents weren't strict, but they weren't super lenient. It was like a balance. So there are some things I tried, trial and error didn't work out, but there's some things I never dabbled in. And it wasn't because they didn't let me go outside. It's because I got a feel for who I am and what's right and what's wrong. But um, then I have some friends that their parents were on them and they ended up, okay, like, yeah. like your parents should have just let you outside because it did not work. You know what I'm saying? So- I'll start with you, Alicia. Do you think being super overprotective is like a benefit for a child or you think it does more harm? Listen, no. I think that I think that if you're super protective, like OD, super protective, like you don't let your child do anything, when they get the taste of it, they're gonna wild out. Like when they go to, I don't even know, like whenever they're not around you, whenever you don't have eyes on them, and that could be when they're at school, if they even go to school, right? Because, like, they may tell you that they go to school and then skip and go do something else. Like, and, you know, we all skip. Like, everybody, you know, high school, whatever, everybody skips. You know what I'm saying? But I'm talking about, like, they will, when you're not on top of them, like, while out. Because it's the only time that they're, they feel like they'll be able to do that. And then that could be, that could go two ways, right? They could have, really, like, they could test the waters and be like, I'm oh, not, it's a little too much. This little, and then back up. 
mm-hmm. or they could be like, oh shit, this is everything and more. And then while out even more. So it's like, right. for me, I came from parents that were like, my mom had her rules and her expectations, but she also allowed us to live a life. Like, right now I'm not saying like I was out there bugging, but you know, like, yes, I could ride my bike and, and stuff and be in the neighborhood, but I knew like where the line was, like, don't go past this place right? Or the lights came on up, that means my ass needed to be inside the house, right? Mm-hmm. Or like, my mom even went so far as like, if I went to sleepovers, or I had sleepover, or like, if I was going to sleep over somebody's house, she will go meet the parents before, like, you know what I mean? Like, things that I feel like are standard, but not OD protective, but yeah. put, make sure that their kid is safe, but at least, you know, still kind of out there and doing, you know, exploring and learning, right? Because we do want our kids to make some mistakes, right? So they can learn from, we can't shelter them and protect them from everything because once they do make that one mistake, they're not going to know how to bounce back because they haven't been able to make any mistakes because you've been there handholding and taking care of them and and shielding them from the world. And then we got children that go into the world and they be so um, sheltered that they don't even know how to explore or communicate or do anything because it's like, they've been living in this box for all of them years. And then when they get to college, bug the fuck out, you know? You're right. I have a relative, um, and she she shelters all her kids but for me I felt like the biggest impact was on the girl her daughter because at the age that she's at now like she's really timid like she's socially awkward and I'm like bro like mind you I'm like out there I'm just like what and I know everybody's not like me but most of my cousins and most of my you know everybody's kind of but she was so sheltered that she's just socially awkward and I know she doesn't want to be but it it's too late in a sense because she's much older now and I know the mom thought she was doing her good and in some sense I'm sure you know it, there was some type of benefit but overall I'm like yo she's gonna be in shambles when she gets to the real world like right. you like you right. done up her being able to even function around other adults her age like when it comes to relationships or just friendships and you know she's learning now on her own but I'm like yo it's crazy like a lot of things and she's not a bad a a bad child but I'm like a lot of things that she should have experimented or had friends and talked about like it's like oh my god I would never and I'm like it's okay like at this age it's okay I knew what we were talking about you know it's nothing like crazy but it's normal at the age of a teenager and it's so like no way and I'm like yo you gonna be a shambles for real for real you know what I'm saying um Erin what are your thoughts on super overprotectiveness yes so I think that being super overprotective eventually is not going to work I think right now I'm very overprotective of my son because out of fear Uh I think I know what's going on in the, we all know what's going on in the world right now. So I'm looking at it from a mom of a seven-year-old. So right now I'm very, very overprotective. Uh I'm very overprotective with who is in my son's presence. If he's going over to a friend's house, how close it is, um, good touch, bad touch, things like that. Because of the line of work I'm in as well, I know how early it starts off. And so, and it could be people that are very close to you. It could be strangers. It could be all this stuff. So for Uh me, I'm in that world all the time because of work. So I think that I'm overprotective out of fear for him because of how energetic he is and how all over the place he is. And he wants to be with friends and he likes to be social and he likes to be with anybody because he's the only, he's the only child. So he loves to be with kids and loves to be over people's houses and likes to be that social aspect that I'm so 
I feel right now I'm overprotective and I can let up a little bit and let him be a little bit more of a kid, but I think it's just out of fear. But eventually I, I think that if I'm overprotective now and I'm instilling that, like, listen, mm-hmm. don't, we can't be doing this. We can't be doing that. I could let up later on and he'll be like, you know what? My mom was real strict on that. And this is what she was talking about. Like that. This is a little weird. You know, this, this person is getting a little close to me and I, you know, I like that or this yeah, type yeah. of conversation and this type of, things i just want him to be a little bit more aware um you're right eventually we're like in the earlier years yeah you know i'm a little ahead but i'm still not there so i'm like you like you know friend's house okay first of all you're not going anywhere but i get what he's trying to say you know i just feel like if they want to come here because and i'm not shitting on anybody else's parenting but i know me and i would prefer your child to come here therefore I and that's what I do Mm -hmm. you don't know everybody's environment at their own crib but my thing is eventually he gonna be like 16 17 I can't right I'm dreading those moments so for now but you're right Erin because when you do instill those things certain things he'll be like hey mom xyz will ask me a question and I'm like what he's just like yeah because my friend's dumb like they said that and I told them no because my mom told me no and I'm like yes you tell your friends wrong they're shitty (laughs) right so like eventually like I want my son to be like you know mom you know I'm having trouble you know what I mean and I don't know what to do and and I have those conversations with him and he's just but sometimes he's kind of like I just don't want to disappoint you or I don't want to you know and I don't want that to be I don't want that to be the root I just know I want you to do well I want you to be able to come to me hard great anything we can figure it out together so I think that's my approach especially my son is very hands-on and he likes to just, he wants to be some karate WWE boy. So I don't even know. He's always hands-on and he got in trouble at school. And he was just like, and I tell him all the time, I'm real on top of him about this. Like, no, you can't do this. You can't do this. I take away games. I take away certain things because you can't think that that's your mindset 24 yeah, seven. But he was yeah. like, he went and told my mom, and this was a wake up call for me at seven, right? He went and told my mom, I can't tell my mom that I got in trouble and I got sent into the principal's office because she's going to be so angry at me. I don't know what to do. I was like, oh my God. In that moment, I was like, damn. Like, I need to let up a little bit because I feel like if anybody knows my son, he's again, like I said, all over the place. And um, I'm very protective over him because people don't know what he's going through. So I feel like I don't want people to judge him or talk about him or label him as that difficult child because he's all over the place, right? He's very energetic. He's very hard to tame. Like, I will, I, you know, Alicia knows, I will go in on anybody and everybody, right? So that's why I also don't have him around a lot of people where who don't understand him because I also don't want that to be them talking about him and putting my son in a different type of situation. That will never happen. But I, in that moment, I had to realize, like, I need to take a step back. I need to learn my approach. And I need to be able to show my son that even if he goes to the principal's office or even if he does something that he thinks is bad, like, I'm still supportive and I'm still there. And I'm not going to be like, so angry to the point where he can't tell me because that's where things start happening where they keep doing things and then they're going to be more slick to try to hide it so even in that moment I was like at at him at seven right going to the principal's office because he kicked a ball out of somebody's hand that wasn't friendly like (laughs) you know what I mean I was like okay I, I need to switch my approach so that, you know, and later on where the things get very difficult for him wanting to communicate with me, he'll be like, you know what, mom, you know, this is what happened. I'm gonna need your advice. Or I got in trouble and I, I really need your help. I need you to be there for me. So yeah. I've had to, I, I gotta learn, but I'm, I am that overprotective mom right now. 
because mm-hmm. I'm just scared of the world. I'm scared of everything that's going on around that I don't want it to, <laughs> I don't want it to affect my son, but of course it's going to at some point. Yeah, so, no, I get it. I get it. You, I mean, but, you can, yeah, just the importance is balance. Like you have to yeah. sh- be overprotective and shelter. I mean, at our age, but I feel like as you get a little older, it's like somehow it's going to happen by default. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Because five, six. I was way more overprotective than I am now. Um, yeah. Well, because it's like okay, he's now learning who he is as a child that he will evolve as a person and I have to mm-hmm. have him try to pick the right friends and he's cut off some of his friends where he's like no my friend was doing this this and that and I'm like no I, I'm not into that so I, I went here and that's like at 10 and then at 11 he's making more mature decisions and it's like okay I'm learning at the same time but you know I told him he's gonna live with me for the rest of his life nothing crazy <laughs> you and your wife can move in have a kid I live upstairs you live downstairs he's with Perfect. it right now my mom was like, girl, wait till he get old enough. He gonna let like, girl get out of here. Like, <laughs> no, nah, because I love him and I just want to always be with him. So, um, all right. So those are all the topics that I have, which are wonderful. You guys have such good mommy perspectives. I love it because we, we have similar thoughts, but we also have different thoughts. I feel like certain things you said, Alicia and Erin, it opened my perspective to seeing it a different way, which is why I love these conversations because sometimes I'm like, no, this is what I think. And then someone says something. I'm like, oh my God, girl, you're right. <laughs> okay. So right. before I let y'all go, I want to ask um, a couple travel questions. Um, the first question I've been asking everyone pretty much is um, if you could go anywhere for the free, Alicia, anywhere in the country, anywhere in the world, where would you travel to that's on your bucket list? Listen, there's so many and like especially the expensive places where you like sis can't afford Dubai but you know that could be dope as fuck right but that I one mean, right 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 Dubai would be so dope to be in top like, five top yeah. five automatic really yeah I want to go to Dubai too but the only thing for me is like I'm a poom poom shorts wearer and tank yeah. top and my cousin be doing that over there yeah, she was like, no to them poom poom shorts. I'm like, I can't wear the poom poom shorts. Wait, why not? They just no, not you gotta cover it's up because of yeah, they're they're mm-hmm. on the beach. Cause you're trying to tell me I gotta cover up on the beach because it'd be about 150 degrees over there. So you want me to cover up it? Excuse. No. Yeah, she was like, no, and then like affection. Let's say you go with your man, yeah. like, you ain't about to be all day. No. Oh, <laughs> So I might yeah. need to switch my location because the fuck? No. I had I done an episode with Wine Time and um she had said the same thing. And once I started saying like effects, she's like, oh no, can I can I switch it? Like I was <laughs> no, look at see, I love her yo. No, 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 no. I just honestly, yo, just put me anywhere where there's an ocean, where there's a beach where I could just like chill out but drink and have myself a good time, you know, like anywhere that like. I, well, I said Dubai, but now I, that's a hell no. I'm not. I mean, maybe, but like now I got to second guess it and I, I don't want to do that. I want to be on vacation and I have to second guess what the hell I'm wearing and what I'm doing. You know, I know. Like, I just, I just, I just want to be able to be relaxed. Like that's the point of be going on this vacation to relax. I know, you're right. So Erin, okay, that was one of your top five. So aside from Dubai, what, what else is on your list? Cuba. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, Cuba's not. Can we go? You know, America's always shut the fuck out. Like you don't well, know. Trump is do. gone now. Trump is gone. So I mean, I don't know. That might be able to be back up and for. 
negotiation. He shut that shit down, and now he's gone. Kick rocks, bro. I don't know, but that's that's on Cuba. I don't know. I'm just I'm really big into places of culture and being able yes. to absorb a lot. I just love that. I love. I don't know. I just feel like I don't know. No, I, just, I definitely. I like I, like. I fell in love with like people's culture and music and yeah. festivals and fun and lights and and just yeah. like colors like I just mm -hmm. I feel like that's what Cuba is and I just yeah. want to be able to go there that's like top two yeah, yeah. Cuba's definitely on my um on my bucket list as well um listen I'm, I want to go to Tulum okay I switched my my Dubai I'm Tulum. going to Tulum okay because you know everybody was in Tulum in 2020 okay listen. everybody because it's so cheap yeah, it's so cheap to go and That's plus, Mexico was the only country letting Americans in, so Tulum, <laughs> it was Tuluming, okay? But I would love to go to Tulum. I would love to go to Cuba. Um, one thing that I did hear about Cuba, not in, not necessarily that it's in, yeah, it's kind of negative, but it is what it is, because my one of my cousins had gone as well. She's just like, girl, like, you deadass got to bring your own toilet paper. Like, she's like, it really is, like, oh, a yeah. country. She's just like, as nice as it is, like, it's still, like, She's like, a lot of the restaurants they went to, like, you definitely can't drink the water. Like, she's like, you yeah. literally had to carry toilet paper in their purse. Like, because a lot of places they went and didn't have any. There's a lot of things they don't have. She loved the culture mm -hmm. and it's still rich, but she's just like, don't get me wrong, as nice as it is. Like, it is still tore the fuck up. Like, a lot right. of things, you know, so, um, but other people that I've talked to, they said where they went had toilet paper. So maybe it's a certain <laughs> I don't know, but um, I definitely would like to go to Cuba. Yeah. Um, and then the last question I had was, do you guys prefer an Airbnb or a hotel when you're traveling? Have you done an Airbnb? Um, Alicia, have you tried both? Or we've done we've done both. Huh? Which one do you prefer? Um, uh, I honestly, for me, it's it's got to be like, what is what what's gonna like what what are the amenities like? What are the extra pieces like for me like? You know, do you have a beautiful ass view? Do you have like, do I feel like when I'm in there, like I feel relaxed and at home? Because some hotels, they show you pictures and that's not the fuck you get, right? Yeah. <laughs> if they for some Airbnbs, they'd be like, they try to make it look all nice and stuff, but then it look like trash. But I feel like an Airbnb, I have more freedom to do like more of what I want to do as opposed yeah. to like having to follow the rules and policies of the hotel. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I, you know what I mean? So I think for me, as long as the view is beautiful and a place is, on point, I would rather Airbnb than a hotel. Okay. How about you, Erin? Airbnb, hands down. As long as it don't got no roaches and it's not dirty. Really? Because that's somebody's home, right? So, I mean, I like Airbnbs. I feel like there's kitchens, there's this, there's that. So I can go to the grocery store, I can put stuff in the kitchen and I'm not going to spend mad money going out to restaurants or doing that stuff, right? So like, if I want a snack in the middle of the day, I'm not going downstairs to go in the hotel to go right. to the little thing and pay $10 for no chips. Girl. I'm going to go to my Airbnb. I'm going to do whatever I'm going to do. You know, I may be able to come and go park the car in the driveway, do what I got to do. I feel like, yeah, Girl. there is a little bit more freedom with the Airbnb. Um, I feel like I can supply a lot more things. Um, and I feel like, if you're traveling with a group of people, I feel like yeah. it's dope because then you can just be every everybody together. And I like that feel. Yeah, um, like some that. people like to be in their own rooms and be a little bit like secluded and meet up and do whatever. But I feel like it is kind of dope, especially like birthday parties. I had a dope ass birthday party. I went to DC. My people turned up for me. We got yeah. an Airbnb and it was, it was dope. It was everything. And we all were together. We woke up, we would see each other. I just like that feel. No, so, that was, yeah. I think that's, for is definitely dope. That does, I haven't had 
I've been at Airbnb twice, um, but there was only three of us. So I haven't had the experience where it's like eight of us and it's like, yo. So like me and my uh, sister and like my nieces and nephews, we are planning like a trip and uh, she got hella kids. Okay, I'm like, <laughs> a hotel. So I think it will be my experience of having an Airbnb, my son, her kids. So it'll be like 10 of us. So I, I'll have to get back to you guys and see how it feels. But, um, and you're right, because the snacks at hotels be wilding. I went to Puerto Rico in December and a small, I'm talking about a small ass cranberry juice was like $5. I'm not a regular size. I'm talking about me. Like the, mini the, mini ones. Ones. Mini the mini ones, ones. Exactly. not yep. five dollars. Yep. Yes, I was like, damn, like the ones that you. And get. I travel for my other job. Mm-hmm. You said you travel where? I travel for my other job, and we have to stay at hotels all the time. And I'd be forgetting mad stuff. I'd be like, oh crap, let me just go downstairs and grab something. It'd be ten, fifteen dollars for certain things. I'm like, absolutely not. I'm not doing this. I'm going without it. I don't care. I'm not doing it. Girl, they know how to get you. So you're right. That is the. I'll benefit. starve. Airbnb. <laughs> yeah. Airbnb that dope, especially with the like the large group, like you said, Aaron, because your birthday was lit as hell. One year, Eric, my husband like rented out an Airbnb for my birthday, and we had at, there was at least 14 of us inside that house. You remember Aaron? that was the 80s party. That was the yeah, 80s party. Yeah, it was the house part, yeah, the house party version. And like it was like at least 15 of us in there. And it was like we just had our own little party, but you would have never been able to do that in a you in a hotel. In a Somebody hotel. definitely would have called a popo. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, y'all gotta leave. Y'all way too loud. Yeah. And you're not getting no money back. Like, yeah. <laughs> but if it was just me, if it was just like me solely going by myself, I would like the support of like of a hotel. Cause then I get to like, you know, just chill, lay, people change my sheets, go security, down, like, you know, the really nice security. bathroom. Like that's true. That's true. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's so funny. But um, yay. So Airbnb ladies. Um yes. so before we wrap it up, if y'all can tell the listeners where to find your podcast, your Instagram. Uh, I don't know if you guys are on YouTube. Are y'all on YouTube? Nah, not on YouTube. All right, so if you could tell them where to find you. So y'all could definitely follow us on Instagram at Dope Moms Unfiltered, D-O-P-E-M-O-M-S Unfiltered, because I never try to spell that while I'm drinking. So every time. (laughs) Dope Moms Unfiltered on Instagram. (laughs) You could, (laughs) y'all could follow us there. Um, But you could listen to our podcast on all major streaming platforms. Um, We house our our podcast on Buzzsprout, so you could go there. Or you could listen on Apple, Spotify, um, iHeartMusic, whatever, don't matter. Like, wherever you listen to podcasts, you'll find Dope Moms. So check us out. Um, And then if you want to ever come on as a guest, or you have topics or things that you'd like for us to discuss, feel free to shoot us an email or shoot us a DM. Our email is dopemomsunfiltered at gmail.com. And... That's it. Oh, we have a Twitter, but it's not really active. So don't follow us there yet. Wait till, <laughs> give, us, give us some time to get some under construction. Some time. We'll give you yeah, under construction. <laughs> well, thank you, Alicia and Aaron. I love you guys. This has been so dope. I'm so glad you guys were able to give me some of your time. They're going to love it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank and you so guys, much. You're welcome. Yes, we appreciate you. you bringing us on. We love you. Thank you so much. Thanks for showing thank us love. We gotta have you on an episode. Definitely. I was just about to say that. We definitely gotta have you on that episode. (laughs) Yeah, when you guys ready, I'm ready. But I definitely appreciate you guys coming on. So until next time, listeners, bye.